I wonder what would happen if we really believed that. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, you know? Yeah. Not life, not death, not, I mean, this whole vast number of things. And what would happen if we actually believed that? Welcome to More Than Small Talk. We're Susie Eller, Jennifer Watson, and Holly Gerth, writers and real life friends. We're inviting you to go deeper, become freer, and feel more connected. So imagine you have a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a green smoothie in your hand, and we're all hanging out in your favorite place together. Hey, More Than Small Talk friends, we are back this week continuing our series. We are sharing what's on our playlist, and this week it is my turn. So I am going with a classic. I love the song Ain't No Mountain High Enough. I think it is my very favorite song ever. So (laughs) (laughs) that's what we're going to talk about today. (laughs) So I think what I love about this song is just the words. I think of it in two different ways. First, ain't no mountain high enough, ain't no valley low enough, ain't no river wide enough to keep me from getting to you. I think about God's love for us. And I'm not trying to over-spiritualize it, but I really do. Like, this is basically what Paul said, is nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. And so when I'm having a tough day, sometimes I listen to this song and I think about God saying it to my heart, that there's nothing that can change his love for me. And then it is also how I want to show up in this world for my people, mm-hmm. you know, that ain't no mountain high enough. Like I will be there for you in your success. Ain't no valley low enough. I will be there for you in your worst times. Ain't no river wide enough. I will not let things put distance between us. And so I listen to it also kind of as an anthem <laughs> of my commitment to my people. So. Yeah. That's why I picked that one. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Holly, I wonder what would happen if we, on the first side of that that you shared, I wonder what would happen if we really believed that. Like, that's Romans 8, 38 through 39. That's the scripture that you're sharing. And (laughs) nothing can separate us from the love of God, you know? Yeah. Not life, not death, not, I mean, this whole vast number of things And what would happen if we actually believed that? Yeah. And I love listening to it when I'm needing that truth because the singer is so happy about it, (laughs) you know? And so often I'm picturing God being like, fine, (laughs) I'll put up with you. You know, like I made a commitment, I'll keep the commitment. But no, like to remember for the heart of God, it's a joyful thing to say, I am love and I love you no matter what. Like nothing nothing can can, change that. Yeah. And nothing can separate me from that. Yeah. I really love that because, you know, in knowing how much he loves us and then Holly, just watching you love people really in a tangible way, being the hands and feet of Jesus. I think that that makes it even more powerful knowing that that's how you feel about your people too. Yeah, You know, I think that's a big deal. I think that's super loving and just like I'm going to be here no matter what. Yeah. So I'm curious for the two of you, I get listed three different scenarios, like be there for people in successes, be there in their deepest, darkest valleys, and be there when it takes maybe even a hard conversation to keep distance from happening. Which of those three <laughs> is the hardest for you? 
um, the conversation. <laughs> I am typically a runner from conflict. I do not like it. I don't want to fight with anyone. So I'm a peacemaker, peacekeeper, which means, um, yeah, I, the conflict thing and having those hard conversations is really hard for me. Yeah, I, I think it's hard for all of us, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. I really do. I mean, nobody likes to have conflict between you and another person. So for me, yeah, that's the tough one, too. I think sometimes that loving someone like there's ain't no mountain high enough. <laughs> it's hanging in there long enough to hear the other side and to work through that conflict the best you can, you know? Yeah. Not easy. No, not easy. And I would, yeah, I would say the same. Yeah. Yeah. Being willing to not let distance come between you and another person, no matter what it takes. Yeah. I think that's the hardest one. Sure. And I've been so fortunate in the last 20 plus years of writing and speaking and doing the whatever it is God has called me to do, you know, because we all have our own individual callings. I've been really lucky to be around women who genuinely cheered me on and supported. And when they were in that same space, yeah, and maybe there's times they move ahead and you're back here doing what you're doing, or I move ahead and they, but they're, they're genuinely excited when God does something and a door opens. And I just, I love that environment. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's the kind of relationships I think that we want to hang on to, right? Those are the relationships we want to invest in, show up for. And truly, I feel that um, sisterhood with you two, with Kara, with so many people in my life. And I think that is a really big gift, Susie. So how can we continue to be that for one another when things are hard and we feel disconnected from life? Yeah. Well, we live in a competitive society. Mm -hmm. Um, Social media has made it to where we see the best, as you would say, Holly, the best reels of their life. I think to understand that for all of us, whatever it is God has called us to do, to be a mama, to step into relationships, to start a nonprofit, to be a neighbor, I mean, whatever it is, that with that comes some real hardships and some of those valleys Mm -hmm. that we talked about. And to be able to come alongside somebody (laughs) in that valley and say, We got you. I I saw a a reel yesterday because my grandkids have started, you know, showing me all the TikTok videos. But one that Luke showed me was of these two soccer players. They were about seven years old. And one had just accidentally kicked the goal into the opposite teams, (laughs) you know, which is horrifying. You're in front of everybody. And his teammate runs out to him because this little guy is standing in the middle of the field and he's got tears and he's crying and he puts his hands on his shoulders and he says, listen, buddy, you are a great player. Don't let this get you down. You're insanely talented. Just get back out there. We're not worried about that. These kids were like seven. And, you know, I'm sitting there sitting beside Mm -hmm. Luke and Josiah and I'm thinking, okay, exactly how we can come around each other mm-hmm. in the valley. Yeah. It's not what I thought. I mean, thinking yeah. that now, but yeah. that's how we can come around each right. other. I saw that too. And it really just brought me to tears because this little kid is like looking up at his, you know, teammate and saying, look at me, look at me. Yeah. Like you are Aww. amazing. You yeah. are insanely talented. And this 
big coach next to them, like trying to choke <laughs> back tears. And he's like, best teammate ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's yeah. where I want to fall in that category. Mm-hmm. Best, best teammate, teammate ever. ever. Yeah. 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 And that draws things out in people. Like I was reading this week about, it's a psychological thing called the Michelangelo effect. Uh So when Michelangelo sculpted the David, you know, Mm -hmm. his famous David sculpture, someone asked him like, how did you know David was in there? Or how did you bring it out? And he said, I just chipped away everything that wasn't David. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it says that when we have people in our lives, like close people in our lives who call out the best in us, like that it, transforms us that we move toward the best version of ourselves mm-hmm. you know and so i love that the idea that we can see the david see the imago day in the people in our lives mm-hmm. and call it out yeah. especially in a world that's only seen a block of rock yeah. sometimes <laughs> you yeah. know well, and totally. sometimes we just see a block yeah that rock. kiddo on the field he was feeling yeah. like a block of rock he yeah. can't see his inner you know soccer superstar at right. the moment well and that's the thing is that the mistake was not just private yeah the mistake was public yeah. and so he knows immediately not only did i just totally mess up but everybody saw me yeah everybody saw that and so he knows what's down the line there's going to be others who are going to be like oh man yeah but he had that one guy that one Mm. kid yeah (laughs) and i may have got the ages wrong because i'm guessing but just they were young Mm -hmm. regardless of age they they were were young and it he just spoke into his life and he did that because someone did that to him exactly you know, yeah. probably a coach and mm-hmm. coaches can go the other direction. They mm-hmm. can, you know, using the sculpture analogy, still chip away at people thinking if I criticize, if I'm hard on people, if I come down on them, if I point out their flaws, they'll get better. But all the research actually points to the opposite yeah. is instead like do what that little kid did. Yeah. Like, be insanely for people Mm -hmm. because it changes something in us when we have someone, a teammate doing that. Yeah. I'd like to challenge our listeners like right now today. I want you to speak life over someone. Like if you see someone who um, feels like that they have just totally messed up in some way. And it's usually the little things we beat ourselves Mm -hmm. up over. And each other. (laughs) Yes. But to look into them and just say, you're insanely talented, you're insanely gifted, and you just keep doing what you're doing, you know? Yeah. And I'm for you. I'm for you. Kick the goal into the other team, you know, (laughs) kick the ball into the other team's goal, like mess up, fall down, make a mistake. I'm still, I'm Mm -hmm. still going to see who you truly are. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's powerful. Yeah, me too. And I think it's really important too to speak life into ourselves. I know Holly said this to me years ago, talk to yourself like you would me. Yeah. You know, after I felt like I was fumbling and like really struggling through a season. And that's really important too, because I think that that needs to be the voice that we're speaking over ourselves, over our people, because that is where the power is. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Ain't no mountain high enough. Yes. I'm not going to sing. Jennifer's the singer in this group. I wanted to yeah. add in the baby. But uh, <laughs> I was going to leave that out. And the other part of that song I love, it says, remember the day I set you free. I told you you could always count on me. And it says, like, from that day on, I made a vow whenever you'd 
you know, I can't remember the exact words, but the gist is you set your people free. Mm -hmm. And I think to me, that means you release them from expectations Mm. and you release yourself from expectations because it also can't be like, ain't no mountain high enough. I'm a stalker, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like the opposite of that is sort of like, I need to hold on to you all the time and make sure you're doing what I want you to do with your life. So I think that's an important part of the song to me too, to say like, it starts by setting your people free and saying, I am not the boss of you. I am not going to try to conform you to my image. I'm going to set aside any plans I have for your life. And instead, I'm just going to be committed to supporting you and becoming who God created you to be and in doing what he has called you to do, especially if it looks different than what I might have imagined. Yeah. So I think that's the other piece of it. Yeah. I would say that's something that if I could go back as a parent, you know, is that I would, this is for some parents, they're not going to like this. I would lower my expectations. And, and I would say that because I would pray that their expectations of themselves and their dreams for themselves would rise higher than what I, than what I had for them. Cause that can be pressure. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. And like I said, for that high achieving parent out there, they're like, Oh Susie, that sounds terrible. But man, they turned out really well, not because mm-hmm. of what I did, but because of the way God created them. Yeah. And I just wish that I had released them from some of my expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that is like a really important way to love one another, isn't it? Yeah. When we say, look, you get to just show up however you are. You know, I want to make you better. I want to support you. I want to love you. But like how you show up, it's enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually sent this to my daughter early on in our relationship, this song. She had never heard it before, which was really fun. But (laughs) I was like, this is my heart for you, you know? And I think, yeah, that's part of it. And I think we can expect things from people, which can be challenging and difficult, or we can expect things for them. Right. Especially our kids, like living in a sense of expectancy of, God has plans for you. He's going to use you. Mm -hmm. Like you are going to kick this thing. Like I know you can do this. Like expecting for our people, I -hmm. think is powerful. So maybe that's a question we can ask ourselves today. Like in my relationships, am I expecting from or am I expecting for? Yeah. And if it's the first, which we all do, we Mm -hmm. all do it, then shifting to the second, because that is again, like releasing control and saying, okay, God is ultimately in charge of this person's life. Mm -hmm. I can trust him to get them where he wants them to go and to help them grow into who he's created them to be. Yeah. We never know where these conversations are going to (laughs) come. Because I've had kind of like just a little check there as you've been talking um, is, yes, years ago, the Lord brought that to my understanding is exactly what you just said. And I don't want to fall into that again with any of my people. Yeah. I want to be easy. able to. I mean, we all do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Probably every day we do it. Yeah. So I think it's just a continual, you know, just pause and okay, you know, readjust. So. Am I expecting, you know, 
for or from. Yeah. That's really good. That's really, yeah. it's that simple, but that's really, really good. good. Yeah. Look at you, Holly. Look at you. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a song, you know? It's a song. So, yeah. So when we find ourselves getting into that place, we just turn on Ain't No Mountain High Enough and dance around the kitchen with our people. And yeah. <laughs> I find that's a pretty good reset. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, you are our people on More Than Small Talk. And so we would love for you to join us on our More Than Small Talk Facebook page. We love hearing from you there. And also we would love for you to rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. That is really not about us. It's that the more rates and reviews we have, the more we get shown to new people in those apps. And that helps others find More Than Small Talk. So if you have just a moment to do that today, we would absolutely appreciate it and we are thankful for you we are in this with you as well and ain't no mountain high enough let's all go live that way today and that's it for today's episode thanks for going deeper becoming freer and connecting with us more Than Small Talk is a part of the KLRC Podcast Network and is produced by Kara Culver. Show notes and resources are available on the More Than Small Talk page on klrc.com. You can also join us in our Facebook group. Subscribe to More Than Small Talk on your favorite app so you won't ever miss an episode.